0: Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me, as always, is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? It's going good. Um, you might
1: be able to tell that we weren't squabbling before this episode, <laughs> as we, were, we on were on the last very,
0: episode. We were very civil to each other. Yes. Um, nice. It's lovely to see you, Ellen. <laughs> passes it <a> you? <few. laughs> That was not English. Uh, Today we are going to be talking about Meat Cute by Helena Hunting. And later we are going to chat about some of your favorite Meat Cutes in books and movies. But first, Mom, what have you been reading? I actually have been reading
1: some things. Well, one thing. Last one was Can You Keep a Secret, right? Then I read Beard with Me by Penny Reed. Mm -hmm. What? A Penny Reed book came out? What? <laughs> so that's like my only throw-in. Um then I read The Best Thing by Mariana Zapata, and then I read Meet Cute by Helena Hunting.
0: Did you finish uh
1: that Parasol Protectorate series? No, I haven't yet, because you keep making me stop reading
0: it. Hmm. Interesting.
1: I only have like one and a half books left to read. I'm halfway through. I was gonna
0: say I thought you were at least close, right? I am close. Um You guys, it's been, I mean, I realize I always have excuses, but it's been a slightly anxiety-ridden time for me uh, for whatever. (laughs) Don't deny me that. Everyone has anxiety, Ellen. In fact, maybe I need to be reading more to, like,
1: dampen that a little.
0: Tamp that down. Get your mind off of things. Yeah. Um, But I, in great news... I got my sling account so that I can watch Hallmark movies when they start yes. on October twenty sixth this year. Oh. oh wow. Wow. That's a lot of Christmas movies. Yeah, it is. I already have like and yeah, it's it's just the most joyous time of the year. I actually watched <laughs> two pretty good ones today. Love on the slopes. Oh, and, oh boy, I'm never going to remember. So, something about summer, harvest, wonderful, great. <laughs> <laughs> they all have the same exact damn title. I can't be expected. <laughs> That's how I just... feel about a lot of romance books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but they're both pretty good. And I'm, I've been doing a lot of hand rubbing together as I've been watching them this morning. That's the thing our family does when we... Yeah, have we not talked about that? I don't Think we have? It's this thing that we get it from mom, but like when we get excited about something, we, we rub, rub our, our hands, hands together.
1: together. <laughs> I'll have to take a video of Ellen doing it so you guys can. You do can it way see. more than I do. I do it a lot. I do. Sometimes and I just do it because I just like have pent up energy and I just like have to go. Wah! Yeah,
0: definitely <laughs> you, me, and my youngest brother do it the most.
1: Yes. Yeah, Brian. Um, not a hand rubber.
0: No. Uh, so, today, as previously aforementioned, we are going to be talking about Meet Cute by Helena Hunting. This is a standalone book, and this was both of our first time reading anything by Helena Hunting. She was at Book Bonanza, and we went, she was on the audiobook panel that we went to that was hosted by Penny Reid. Um, I. Well, let's be honest. I had time to write a description, but I didn't. <laughs> let's just put that out there. I'm just going to be <clears throat> blunt, blunt, blunt with you guys. Um, okay, so the back cover description for this one reads, Talk about an embarrassing introduction. On her first day of law school, Kaylin uh, ran, quite literally, into the actor she crushed on as a teenager, ending with him sprawled on top of her. Hey-o. Uh Mortified <laughs> to discover the deck. Da- the Daxton Hughes was also uh that Daxton Hughes was also a student in her class. Her embarrassment over their meat cute quickly turned into a friendship she never expected. Of course she never saw his betrayal coming either dot, dot, dot. Yeah. now eight years later Dax is in her office asking for legal advice despite her anger Kaylin can't help but uh, can't help feeling sorry for the devastated man who just became sole guardian to his 13 year old sister but when her boss gets wind of Kaylin's new celebrity client there's even more at stake than Dax's custody issues if she gets Dax to work at their firm she'll be promoted to partner the more time Kaylin spends with Dax and his sister the more she starts to feel like a fan like a family, and the more she realizes the chemistry they had all those years ago is as fresh as ever. But will they be able to forgive the mistakes of the past, or will one betrayal lead to another? (laughs) Dun-dun-dun! So,
1: Mom, what did you think of Me Cute? I liked Me Cute. I thought it was a sweet book. It was, um, you know, one of those easy reads. It was it wasn't a love it probably yeah. wasn't even a like a lot but it was
0: i i liked it i enjoyed it yeah that's kind that's essentially where i land too i'm i'm just after finishing i'm like okay yeah i read that book that's <laughs> that's a book i just read um i think i just wasn't ever and there's things that like i got emotional about but i wasn't ever emotionally connected enough to the story to by, be either super disappointed or super elated by it. Like, even the things that I was like, that's kind of annoying, I i wasn't ever super worked up about because it's like,
1: <laughs> do you know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? There were a couple things in it that I was just like, uh, come on, you guys. Yeah. But um, it was just, it was kind of like one of those palette cleansing books that we've had before yeah. where it's just like, it's a sweet little read. Yeah,
0: I I, th- I think overall I enjoyed it. It's just that I was kind of like, okay. It was definitely one of those, I think someone
1: mentions this um, in our, but where the cover looks all cute and beboppy, and mm. then the story is like, eh, doesn't really go with the cover. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, it has moments, but I would it say it's, its moments, but... got more emotional depth than the yeah. cover seems to imply Definitely, but I think we're just going to have to sort of get used to that because I think that's just the cover the way trend they're going. in general right now. Right, and they're just going to slap that cover on anything
1: nowadays. And um, like I've said with other ones, is like you know a bare chest on the cover. This one wouldn't have worked either.
0: It's just not yeah. that kind of a story. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, let's get into it. What did you think of Kaylin as our heroine? I liked Kalyn. I would say Yeah, I liked Kaylin. She
1: was
0: Yeah, I liked her but she frustrated me, which we'll get into in a bit. There were little things that she did that um I thought her like fangirliness was fun. Yeah. Yes,
1: cuz you of anyone would know what, you know, crushes Yeah. <laughs> teenage which girl crushes would be. We're also
0: going to talk about in a second. <laughs> um and much like Dax, I thought her blend of kind of feisty and sweet was a nice right portrayal. And I, I loved liked
1: how she was with his sister. I loved yeah. that connection. In fact, that was probably my favorite relationship in the book. <laughs> yeah. I really liked um, her and Emmy and uh, uh, how she kind of stepped up to the plate for all
0: of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um- And, yeah, I liked the moments that we got to see of her where she got to be kind of, like, you know, powerful in in the courtroom. Never in a courtroom, actually, but when she got to put on her lawyer pants and then, you know. take no prisoners and just, like, because even, like, when she would
1: go to the school meetings or all that, she was just like, okay, let's just cut to the chase here and let's get this, you know. Yeah, let's get to the, like,
0: matter at hand
1: and... Stop the arguing here, and let's just move forward with this. And yeah. I liked how she was just very direct and yeah,
0: but then she also, um, you know, has those moments with Emmy and with him. And then, you know, she also has her like fangirly moments. So right. I, there was a lot of elements of her that were nice to see and um, and I also I related to her skipping meals for a bag of candy because <laughs> on Friday actually um my coworkers and I were like I really want cookies and I was like I'll use my lunch break to go buy us cookies and everybody's like okay so I pounded like a bunch of cookies for my lunch that was What's that, wrong with that? I'm sure that, that covers multiple yeah. food groups. Yeah, there was dairy and carbs in there, and <laughs> sugar. I there. think one of them had fruit in it does syrup Um, have sugar
1: then yes
0: yes (laughs) um okay what did you think of dax as our hero i liked dax
1: um there were some things about him that bothered me too but um he had less that bothered me than her though well they both kinda of did things that irritated me, which I'm sure you're gonna ask me questions about later. But
0: I can't think what his
1: is though. But okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. I'll tell you his when I when we get there. Okay. And um uh but I, I really liked him and I liked how he was about his celebritiness. That's I what how, I wrote down too. I liked how he was um understanding that people wanted to come up and ask him for his autograph and do that stuff. And he's very good with people and very understanding about that. But it just wasn't a thing for him anymore. Like, he did yeah. that, and now he wanted to move on with his life, which I admire.
0: And I liked about that portrayal that it wasn't something that he's, like, ashamed of. I mean, he doesn't love the meme, really, but he's he's whatever about, you know, like, it's just part of what I did. and Right. You know... And um, I like that he wasn't, like, super tortured about it or anything. It's just, like, that's just something I did. Now I'm a lawyer. I still get people coming up to me. It is what it is. You know, right. I I appreciated that portrayal of that. I did, too. I thought that that was
1: well-written because, you know, if they were angsty about it or something, then it would just get annoying. But, yeah. Yeah, Which sorry that you had, to ma- sorry you had to make all that money when you were a teenager. Poor yeah, baby. exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he was always just, like, yeah, it set me up nicely to be able to do the career that I actually wanted to do. And Well, even when he was talking to her about his first
1: kiss and he's like, my first kiss was on, you know, on set. a set in Everybody front of the, a ton it. of people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and, of course, I thought he was really sweet with his sister. Yeah. And I actually, I liked that too because I liked that they talked about, they showed that she was struggling with the fact that He's going from being fun, big brother Dax to, you know, father role. Father figure. And how they both kind of struggle with that. And I like that we got to see him struggling with the fact that, you know, it's he's become a father all of the sudden to a 13 year old girl. And he's lost a lot of his, you know, freedom. Freedom. And, um, that's where I
1: teared up in the story is when she was, you know when Emmy, saying how much she hated him and you know, yeah, when Emmy was saying how much she hated him and how she wished she'd died with her parents and Yeah, I teared up I, at that part. That's the part that kinda of broke my heart a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah, so I, I liked a lot about Dax's storyline and character development and all that stuff. Um Okay, so As we have talked about several times on this show, communication is key. And the thing that is frustrating about this one is that it was so preventable.
1: Well, it was so obvious. You could see exactly what was going to happen. Here's, okay, guys, here's life lessons from Ellen's mom. Here's the deal. So if you're in a situation where you're thinking in your head, I don't feel comfortable doing this. I really think I should discuss this with this person. Then go and effing discuss it with the person. Well, (laughs) and
0: this one would have been so easy. It's like you and I talked about this previously, but she could have so easily just gone to him and be like, hey, I want to be up front with you, especially at a certain point, like when they're starting to do the hanky panky and things like that. It's like, I want to be honest with you. They wanted me to reach out to you and see if I could convince you to become a, you know, come on to our firm, join our firm. Yeah. And I still think that that would be, I honestly think that that would be a good move for you because we are better set up for families. You would have more freedom over your hours. And I want to make it clear that me coming to you no longer has anything to do with our relationship. Like that was all honest and true. And I can understand if you're going to need a moment to deal with that, to process that. Right. But this is where I'm coming from. And just say that. Right. And they've offered me partner, but I want you
1: to know that that's not the driving force behind why I want you to come to this company. I honestly think this would be
0: a better fit for you. And I mean, yeah, just be upfront with them. I mean, you know, and she makes the decision, you know, to move into family law and tells them she doesn't want partner and she wants to come by it at her own merit. And so she could, you know, bring that into that conversation as well. It's like, I'm going to go talk to them and tell them that I don't want partner, whether or not you come. I want to own it, you know, get it by my own merit, et cetera, and still incorporate that. But but in so many of these books, you know, they
1: think I really should tell them this then just tell him that if that's what you think then tell him don't if you keep it secret then yes when it comes out it's not gonna go well but if you just are up front at the beginning you know even before they even got into their relationship even when she was just helping him out I mean you know before they even started kissing or any of it if she just said look they've offered me partner if I bring you on board I don't... That's not my driving force here. I just want you to know that I think this is a better fit for you because of the hours and the X, Y, Z, whatever.
0: I also kept thinking, like, shouldn't she have to disclose the fact that she's starting a relationship with this guy when she is, like, her conservative? I thought about that, too. It seemed kind of um, conflict of interest. Yeah. Um, I mean, but that was never brought up and i as not a lawyer kept thinking that seemed kind of strange to me but well i don't know that they would i don't know
1: i don't know i
0: guess in her head like she's affiliated with emmy and doesn't have i don't know i don't know it just seemed kind of strange to me the other thing is i couldn't ever get a read on her boss like sometimes her boss would say or do things and i'm like that was pretty bitchy, and then sometimes she would say do things, and I'm like, "Oh, she's like the helpful, yeah, you know, matronly like, role, get here. along with
1: everybody kind of boss." Yeah. Do
0: you know what his, I mean? Like she, his boss was not. I didn't care for. No, we weren't. We definitely weren't supposed to care for his boss, but her boss. I don't know. She was very like cutthroaty with getting yeah. him over and things like that, and I thought that was. of strange. Well, and the fact
1: that she's the one that told him that she was going to get partner if he came to the firm. Yeah. It's like, girlfriend, is that really, was that really a good way to handle that? Yeah. (laughs) You had to know that that was, that she probably
0: hadn't told him that. Well, and it seemed like you would not disclose to another member of the firm, like, oh, yeah, this person became partner solely because. You came on board. Yeah. Yeah. That seems weird. Like a weird thing to say. Yeah. I mean, with all of these things, I recognize that she needed a conflict. And so right. that was the conflict she went with. And whatever. I, I, I get it. But also, so much of it was just like, this is so easily navigated around that it's kind Should of... Should I tell up. you the problem that I had
1: with Dax? Sure. Which is not... uh, Totally, it's not a huge one, but this is the problem that I had. So, when they found her with the alcohol, at one point in the story, they find alcohol in his sister's locker Mm -hmm. and she gets in all kinds of trouble. Mm -hmm. So, he goes to the school to, and Kaylin comes too, but then Kaylin ends up going home and he's dealing with Emmy on his own. And none of the girls had been drinking. All of the parents said it wasn't. From their liquor locker or their liquor cabinet
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, and he still is just accusing 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 it seems to me at some point he would say okay let's step back if she's right and she didn't put it in her locker who else would have put it in her locker is there a reason that someone else would have put this in her locker it seems to me that would have been a thought that would come into your mind pretty early on in, and and you would think right off the bat Oh yeah, Aunt Linda would totally yeah. put that in her locker.
0: Yeah. Um, so one of my questions is: So Linda, that was always how that was going to go, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I felt like from the moment we see Linda. Well, the moment he
1: walks into the, his dad's office and she's yes. sitting there, like going through papers, yes. and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And she's like, "Oh, just straightening up." I mean, yeah. from that second, I thought, which happens, she like, is like no good. At yeah. Very early in yeah. the book. like chapter two or something.
0: Yeah. Um, so that was always how that was going to go down. And yes, he should have been... I mean, I sort of get... You know, he's kind of... He's... I
1: spun up about the whole thing.
0: Yeah, and at first glance, it's like... Okay, I've got this sister who's been acting up ever since our parents died. Whatever, rightfully so, in my opinion, which we'll also get to. Um and now they've found liquor in her locker. I don't know. But I, I agree. He should have at he should have sooner than he did been like, okay, maybe this needs especially day two, day three, right? You know, kind of come down and been like, Okay, maybe maybe this needs a second look and Or just sit down with her and say, Okay,
1: you say you didn't put it in, or why would someone else put and then have that conversation with Emmy. Why would someone put it in your locker? And then maybe Emmy would have been the one to say, yeah, well, Aunt Linda's been, you know, she would have access to my locker. Yeah. You know, there's... It just, well, it's and crazy I to me that wanted, that didn't come
0: to them. <laughs> I wanted him to call to, like, ask Emmy about, like, so Linda tells me that you've been showing her journal entries and doing all these things. Like, I want you to feel like you can come to me and talk to me. And, you know... And yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just surprised he didn't kind of put like a kibosh on, on that sooner than right. he did. Or
1: had Kaylin go to her and tell her the same thing, you know?
0: Yeah. It's probably out of her jurisdiction. Um, Kaylin wouldn't have done it.
1: Come on, Ellen.
0: Well, okay. So <laughs> their one relationship hurdle that I... Okay. The other thing that while we're talking about their communication problems, um, I was kind of pissed off at her about being angry about the paper being handed in late But they did get that handled fairly quickly. But my thing with that whole thing is, honey, people, I don't think, you guys were like friendly acquaintances. I don't think friendly acquaintances necessarily, and maybe this is naive of me, but people don't set out to like hurt other people. And I, the fact that she was like, You know, blah, 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 I'm angry at you. And he was like, I don't get it. Why? The fact that he was acting that way, like, that should have been, huh, Right? maybe I misread that situation.
1: I mean, her whole thing was he just did it so that he would have the higher grade than me, which, but even with that, if you go back, it didn't alter any of her future plans whatsoever. Like, not being the highest in the class did not alter, she still got hired by the firm she wanted to get hired by. She still, you know, had the life she wanted. I mean, everything else... Was fine. So why would you still hold a grudge about something like that when it I mean, literally yeah. had? I don't know. I guess some people get spun up about their grades more than because I was never the highest in any class ever, ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it didn't seem like a thing to me, but it just I don't seemed know. like just
0: especially when when like her friends and her like when her and Holly were talking about it, and she was like, "He's really gonna act like he doesn't remember." It's like. Yeah, because, and maybe <laughs> that should be like a, you know, a huge, signal to you. Yes. That it wasn't, maybe you misinterpreted that. And sure enough, she did. But they did get that squared away pretty quickly. Right. Um, okay, so the one relationship hurdle. And even hurdle,
1: Felix came in and apologized to her for
0: that. Yeah. Uh, their one relationship hurdle that I got uh was trying to keep it a secret from Emmy. Agree or disagree. I can see why they were trying to do that. And it might have something to do
1: with the whole thing about, you know, is it... uh, Conflict of interest. Conflict of interest for her to be involved with him and still helping with Emmy.
0: Yeah. But, you know, and I appreciated that they looked at it from... Emmy is already attached. We don't need to get her more attached and then have this thing potentially not work out. And then you know, we're hurting her in the process. So I thought that was well done. Um, Okay. Here's my question for you. I did, however,
1: know that Emmy was going to... knew all along that they were...
0: Yeah. And I loved her little 13-year-old machinations to (laughs) try and make them... Try and hook them up. Yeah. Um, Okay. So here's a question I've been wanting to ask you. From a former teacher's perspective... Did you also think that the staff at her school was like not being very understanding at all? I thought they were being
1: terrible. I thought it was terrible the way they were acting. First of all, for her to come back like two weeks after her parents died and all of a sudden they're like, well, her grades are dropping and and it's like, yeah of course they are
0: yeah her parents just died Just died (laughs) in a car accident that kids are making fun of her and like showing her cartoons of yeah right she's gonna act out a little bit sorry first of all when
1: when that whole thing went down she should not have been suspended for that they should have that kid who was bullying her yeah yeah I mean, I don't know. Maybe other schools are different than where I went. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. This was but, like a very prestigious.
1: School. Yeah, I mean, I could see giving her maybe the rest of the day off as a suspension, but to suspend her for like, and I guess she didn't end up getting suspended for she that. She didn't.
0: But it wasn't until they like laid the yeah the law I mean, down pretty. That was
1: ridiculous. Anyone was teasing her about her parents' death? For heaven's sake. No, the school should have been all over that. That's what I would have been angry about. That was ridiculous. I also
0: thought it was strange that they were letting the aunt, who's in a custody battle, like have as much privilege. I don't know, like so much access to her. That seems strange to me. And it seemed weird that he didn't mention that. He didn't say anything like, hey, until we get this figured out, I don't want her dealing with. My, well, even you know, Emmy, tried,
1: when, they like, said, when he was like, Emmy, why aren't you talking to the counselor? And she says, I don't want to talk to them because they go and talk to, to Linda, which I totally would understand. Yeah. And, and so what he should have done is said, you know what? You're right. Let's go get you a counselor outside of the school. That's what, how that should have gone down. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would have been, okay, right now, because it was in the will, I have custody of her. I don't want you to have any access to anything of hers yeah until which is probably why she they had you know the author had her working at the school because otherwise there would be no reason for her to have any access
0: yeah um yeah but there is there is just a lot about that situation where and I know from you know talking to you about similar scenarios that you've been through with parent-teacher conferences and stuff, I'm like, this just seems so, <laughs> like, inappropriate on so many levels. Well, and, and even
1: when they had, you know, the the meeting with all the teachers and everybody there, it just seemed like there should have been more support for her. It just, yeah. I didn't feel like people were there supporting her, and what can we do to help her? I didn't get that vibe from the meeting, which is totally what those meetings are, is like, yeah, what can it, we do to help? It was
0: very much like she's failing and this is a failing on your part. Like how dare you? So
1: this is what you guys need to be doing. It was never. Anyway, it was, How can we lend
0: support? Yeah. Yeah. And I loved that. Kaylin kind of called everybody out and was like, this seems like a very normal reaction to me. And (laughs) like, she needs at least a certain period of time to like recover. And they both do. So let's lay off, you know, um, I don't know. I just, I found so much about how everything was handled with the school to be really strange to me. Um, but the Linda thing, I saw coming from a mile away, especially like with the liquor thing. I mean, automatically I was like, okay, probably Linda. And then all, but also, especially when she was laying it on super thick with the, you know, well, you're obviously a bad influence. This right. is right, exactly. Duh, duh. Well, and that's why so. I,
1: I wish, like, when he saw how upset Emmy was, it, he should have just sat down and said, "Okay, so you're saying you didn't put it in? Who else would have put it in? Let's t- let's figure this out. Why would someone yeah. else put liquor in your locker? Or at least you tell know. me your theory. What's your? Yeah, yeah. You know. Talk it through. Yeah. And you know, if she sells some bogus, crazy stuff, then maybe you could start to think. Oh, yeah. You're probably not telling me the truth. But if she comes up with, you know, maybe Aunt Linda put it in there or had someone put it in there, you know, to yeah. to make you look like a bad dad. And because then, then that would have been hello light bulb. Yeah. Um obviously. I mean, that's obviously.
0: And I mean, a, I suppose it gave scenario. Them room for coming back together towards the end cuz she right. got to have her little Nancy Drew moment there. Um Okay, let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> this one had some <laughs> spicy moments. It did. And sometimes, like, their kind of flirty, sexy talk was a little, it seemed like a little out of place to me, but whatever. I mean, they can talk about underwear and sad stuff at the same time, I guess. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. It was fine. It was, yeah, it was there. Yeah. There was sex in it. It wasn't over the top. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. 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 Um, What was your swooniest moment? I have a feeling ours is going to be the same. Okay. My swooniest moment. Was
1: him buying tampons? <laughs> yeah, that was mine too. Um, I,
0: I loved that she walks in and he's holding like depends, and She's he's like, oh. like it seems sturdy, like it was gonna catch everything. And I'm like, hey, a point well made. Like, and you know, honestly, sometimes you have those months where that that should do the trick. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was it. Was cute though when he called her. He's like, "I
0: don't know what I'm doing." (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I liked that, and it was. And obvious. I mean, she references it several times. How that was a big one for her as well in terms of her turning around on him. Yes, in the red Um, aisle. Is that what she called it? She called it a few different things, but standing in the red aisle at CVS Pharmacy. Yeah. um but yeah and poor thing like i felt for her when she had yeah. her and that would be such a hard time right after your parents die yeah you don't right have after a your mom, mom just died <laughs> i no, remember when maybe. i first had mine i was just looking down i was like mom <laughs> well i remember <laughs> this might be way too you but trying oh, okay. to talk you through putting you know. a tampon in <laughs> yes, yeah. using... and i was but... way older when that happened so it took me it took me a while you guys i was sticking them up wrong areas and um well, like or not doing it right yeah not all the way up was my was my main problem so i started my period when i was 13 on my 13th birthday which is on the 13th wow
1: yeah all 13s too which is probably not a good thing. Yeah I know
0: um and I did not start wearing tampons until I was 18 but then once I did that I never went back to pads. You're Um, welcome. Yeah so anyway that was that was a cute moment and it was the most like oh he's and I thought his surprise for her at the end was cute too and how he had like the shirt that said Hugh is her number one fan and stuff like that.
1: I do want to point out the one line that made me laugh was when he's talking to Emmy and she's talking about all these boys that are going to meet them at the dance. And it was, I can't remember, like Clark and River. And he's like, who names these boys? And she looks, she says, your name's Daxton. (laughs) 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 Who are you to talk? (laughs) That made me laugh. (laughs) Um,
0: Okay. Final question, mom. Okay. Um, Who would have been your Dax equivalent who, when you met them when you were, you know, 21, Mm -hmm. you would have gone nuts over? I'm trying to think
1: who I, like, really liked, like, through high school kind of thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe Sean Cassidy. (laughs) It's it's too hard to... (laughs) I'm trying to think if there was like
0: a show on... I know, that's the thing. That's where I was struggling because I was like, it would probably need to be a show because you develop more of a relationship with like a character and celebrity from a TV show. But I didn't watch a whole lot of shows on the regular basis when I was in high school and stuff. Well, that's
1: what I was trying to think of in high school with someone who
0: was also high school age. I'm trying to think... See, my the closest equivalent that I could come up with, it was who was someone I watched a lot of and I loved a lot when I was in high school is Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah. But he,
1: he's not really a high school aged guy though. I know, but but you wouldn't have run into him at law school. Okay. Because you never win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That was the that. Main problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I can't really think of anything that I watched. Um Well, I remember
0: when High School Musical came out, Mm. and um, I was talking to my best friend's little sister. Let's see if you can... Haley. Got it. And my friend and I were saying that, oh, yeah, that that Zac Efron is pretty cute. And she's like, you can't like Zac Efron. I'm like, excuse you. He's my age, not your age. I can if I want. (laughs) Yeah. um, so that's the problem is like people my age are playing in high school when I was in college. Do you know what I right. mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's too hard to
1: anyway. Yeah. I can't think of anything.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So let's hear what some other people thought of this book. Kind of a mixed bag on this one. Kind of similar to us. Well, I do
1: want to say too, cause we've kind of dogged on it, but it, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed reading it. I don't think we
0: dogged on it too hard. But, you know, like, we had our comments. But I I did, I mentioned things I liked. And I did overall enjoy it. There's just, um, yeah, there was just things that. Little quirky things that I was like, "Eh." So Sarah, she kind of provided a running commentary as she was reading it. She says, just started listening to the audiobook, liking it so far. And then she says, update, the title and cover are deceiving. The content is a lot heavier than advertised, and it's bringing up a lot of feelings from when I lost my mom last year. That's too bad. Um, I guess I was expecting something more like Pucked, which is another book by Helena. Um, she says, okay, I finally finished this one, and it's a meh for me. Did anyone else think the Aunt Linda plotline was super obvious from the beginning? I even guessed it was a gambling issue from the get-go. Anyway, this started out cute but ended up a miss for me. I think I'll see if I can return the audiobook. Sad face. Um, Yeah, I, I, I can kind of get that, especially if it's got triggers in there for you. Right, definitely. Um, Jennifer said, this is one of those books with a deceiving cover. (laughs) It looks like it will be more of a rom-com, and it addresses darker issues. My only real complaint was that she spent so much time angry with him, blaming him for something. And when she finally found out what happened, she was like, oh, hey, no big deal. All good. What's for dinner? And this was something that (laughs) supposedly changed the direction of her life. Grr. So annoying. Um... Natalie said, I was disappointed with this one, but I'm not sure if that's because of myself or the book. I'm a lawyer and my reaction was a lot like my RN mom's reaction when she watches a TV show with medical terms. That's not how you say it. That's not how that works, etc. <laughs> I ended up getting frustrated and very distracted by the legalese, but I did enjoy the relationship between him and his sister. I like other books by Helena Hunting, so I should probably just steer clear of books involving lawyers in general. Um, those of you who like Helena Hunting, I would be interested to read another book by her because I know a lot of people like her, and I don't know that maybe this was the best entry. The best, yeah. Um. Amy. It's funny, though, that she mentions that because
1: my husband, who's a pilot, whenever we watch movies with Anytime. airplanes in him, oh, he's just like, that's all wrong. The uniform's wrong. You know, anything with Air Force in it, the uniform's wrong. He, his hair's too long. I mean, any little thing, you know, that's wrong. That's wrong. But even with teaching, I, there's a lot of times I'll watch teachers on on movies and I think, really? You can't just walk out of the classroom and leave them in there with nobody else in there. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what they do all the time and it frustrates me. But, um, yeah, it's funny how when you know something so well and then they try to portray it in a movie and it just is or a book and it's just not cutting it for you
0: yeah um amy says i kept thinking i can't believe it was helena hunting that wrote this book so amy maybe you need to give us some recommendations for a different helena hunting uh, Kristen said, I wasn't terribly impressed by this one from what I remember. There was nothing terribly wrong with it, but there wasn't anything amazingly swoony about it either. It was just a big ball of meh for me. That seems to be the general consensus. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly said, I was reading everyone else's comments about this, and it made me remember what I didn't like about this book. I loved the premise of a super fan running into her crush. I liked the characters and the story was fine. I just didn't love it altogether, if that makes sense. I felt like something was missing. I would agree with that.
1: Yeah. So the general idea is nobody really hates it,
0: but no one really loves it. Um, Here's a couple more positive uh, responses. Aaron says, apparently this is an unpopular opinion. I really liked this one. There were definitely some cringy moments, but I expected that with the use of some of my least favorite tropes i.e. not trusting actors because of their profession, misconceptions, clouding judgment, and hidden motives. That being said, I liked that none of them were drawn out for too long and I was able to enjoy the build up of the relationship between Kaylin, Dax, and Emmy. The slow burn between Dax and Kaylin worked for me with their fiery arguments and the love for Emmy. Uh, Emmy was just so sweet that I was glad that they were all huggers because that is all I wanted to do with her most of the book. <laughs> uh the twist at the the twist at the end was fairly predictable, but I liked how it it was able to bring Dax and Kaylin back together. Sidebar, I agree that these cartoon covers that are so popular right now are misleading. This isn't the first book I've read with light and fluffy looking art that doesn't match the content of the book. Publishers should probably rein it in a bit. Yeah, I agree. I think we kind of felt okay. that way about Friend Zone, right? Is that the one that we? Where yes. it was,
1: where it had like the cutesy little cover and it was really kind of ugh,
0: yeah, deep um, and
1: depressing the parts.
0: Yeah, Alexandra said, this was my first book by Helena Hunting. I thought it was really cute and actually had a decent amount of depth to it, too. I would concur with that. It definitely had the super funny parts, but also bits that made me teary. I thought that the awkward meeting was funny and cute and set them up for an awkward reunion later on. I honestly love the parts with Emmy the most. I think I would agree with that. Uh, I'm apparently a sucker for the single dad trope, even though he's not Emmy's dad. This really pulled at my heartstrings. I thought that Dax trying to navigate preteen parenthood was super funny. And of course the period section was particularly hysterical. Uh, I enjoy the chemistry between Dax and Kaylin, but I love the emotional depth even, even more. And then Ieda said kind of what seemed to be most in keeping with how I felt. She says, I'm not a fan of, Those stories with secrets that obviously wouldn't cause any drama if there had been a bit more communication. But because of that, I started reading with low expectations and had fun. My one prediction that didn't come through uh, is that I thought there would be a hint of a future relationship between Holly and Felix. I also thought that that was going to happen, and it did not, but maybe there will still be a book for them. But that's kind of where I felt, like where I kind of felt was because – I didn't, <laughs> I didn't give the book much like pressure because I could tell it wasn't gonna be s- amazing. <laughs> I was able to enjoy it more. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. But then it's like, okay, it was an okay book, and I enjoyed it, and it's, yeah, it is what it is. So yeah, yeah. That's I read kinda... worse. I read better, but I yeah. read worse. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on this book other than that?
1: No, I, um, like I said, overall, I enjoyed the read. Yeah. Um, but it did have, I always but I always get irritated when there's lack of communication. I always... I mean, this is not a first time we've talked about this on
0: this podcast. No, I, feel like, but, I feel like we're broken records at this point. But. Yes,
1: but there's so many times that I just want to reach through the book and grab someone by the throat and just say, just talk to them. Yeah. And it's frustrating.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, so, those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Me Cute by Helena Hunting. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is where all these comments just came from, at uh, Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So, if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On. October 7th, can't believe we're already into October, we will be discussing A Highlander Walks Into a Bar by Laura Trenton, Trentham. I don't know, Trentham. I don't know how to say her name, in our next mini episode. Uh, but for now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about Meat cute. Cutes. A shocker, so stay with us. It's time for a break. It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and mail. Yeah, that was an extra
1: bouncy version of the song.
0: I'm extra bouncy today, in general. <laughs> um, so we don't have much to talk about in this segment, but I had a few things that I would thought I would bring up. Um, so Jessica on the Facebook group, one of our Jessicas, I think we've got like three or four at this point. Um, but there's some chatter that she's got going about, a reading challenge for next year. Um, we might try to incorporate some of those books that they're talking about, some of the themes for the month. Um, but if you want to participate, go check out her post about that um, and kind of weigh in on what the are some of the themes that you would like to see for every month. Um, and then I think I am going to start a discussion thread for Hallmark Movies on the Facebook group. So if you want to come and get squirrely with me over Hallmark Movies, um, you should come and join in on that. And then same, Jessica, posted a thing about jane austen favorite elements and i responded and mom did not and so i thought we would get mom's take on well i did respond eventually oh did you see
1: that i did not and i told jessica i said the only reason i have not is because Pride and Prejudice is the only Austen book I've read all the way through. I have not read the I others. That would be the case. I've watched movie adaptations of the of others. All of them, yeah. Of almost all of them, and um, so you know, I know the storylines, but I have not actually read the books. Okay. So I said I'm a failure as a romance reader, but that is why I did not chime in sooner.
0: Okay. Who did you pick as your favorite heroine, Elizabeth?
1: As my favorite heroine. Um.
0: probably Elizabeth I do like Elizabeth I picked Elizabeth I do have a soft spot for Catherine Moreland I think I'm most similar to Catherine Moreland probably um, in your own little
1: dream world of books
0: yeah and <laughs> slightly naive thinks she's more worldly than she is and, and fangirly to the max and yeah um favorite hero See, that's a hard one. Um <sighs> when I pick about my he- when I think about my hero, I think if they were all real people, who would I be most attracted to? Probably and- Tilney. Tilney, obviously. <laughs> He's the only one that's like funny up front. You right. You know? Uh the rest of them are all kind of broody and tortured or he kind of. He does knows muslins. I mean, that's a thing. What? Well, yeah. He knows he does know his muslins.
1: God bless him. Um <laughs> Your favorite plot?
0: My f- favorite plot, maybe Persuasion. That's what I picked, too. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, I mean, Persuasion is my favorite of her books, and I think it's her best book. Um, Second and, Chance Romance, which I'm not usually a fan of. Yeah, but I freaking love that ending to Persuasion. Yeah. When he leaves her the note, ugh, gets me <laughs> all swoony every time. Um you probably won't be able to pick a best line. I picked from Emma, If I loved you less, I might be able to talk about it more. I've always loved that line. Oh. Uh, that is a good one. Um Best Writing.
1: I, I don't I, I, Oh yeah.
0: Persuasion is what I pick. And which one do you think has your favorite secondary characters? My favorite secondary character. So I picked *Sense and Sensibility* because it does, and I wanted to like throw *Sense and Sensibility* a bone here because I do like *Sense and Sensibility*. Um, I like the like Palmers at the end, and I think that you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people in *Sense and Sensibility* that I like. I would probably like. I I was thinking. Uh.
1: Emma I like the side characters in
0: Emma yeah Emma's got good one too
1: like I like Bates yeah and I like the little gal that she like offends and that's Mrs. Bates yeah Miss Bates Miss Bates and um yeah I I I would say probably Emma for side characters yeah
0: um okay so there's all there's always Smith her little friend yes Harriet Smith um there's always lots of fun stuff happening over the group if you're not there. I mean, if... Always go the, chime in. There's for always... For the book recommendations alone, there's oh my plenty gosh. to be had. Really, you guys,
1: calm it down because I'm already like overwhelmed. I, I... I know. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Uh, you we can love recommend, it. But recommend away. I do love just it. Just know and that
0: we're probably not going to be able to read them. It's just every book people describe. I'm like, I want to read that. I want to read that. <laughs> I know. It's hard um and then we will also be at KissCon in chicago again this year so i think that they just sold out though um but if you want to go sign up for the waitlist. we'd love to see more of you this year and if you're
1: going let us know and we'll try to get a group get together yeah for sure together.
0: um okay so that's it for the break segment and we'll see you next time bye true we will Welcome back. With the title and premise of Meet Cute, I thought it would be fun to hear from some of you on your favorite meet cutes from movies and books. But first, Mom, what is one that sticks out for you? Well, I was trying to think of
1: a meet cute from a movie that Mm -hmm. I enjoyed. And as I got, you know, kind of thinking about it, I like... You're going to laugh at me, but don't laugh at me. Like, Sleepless in Seattle. I like the ones where like they kind of get to know each
0: other outside of each other before they outside actually meet. Outside of like seeing each other in the flesh. Yes. Um, like you've got males kind of like that
1: too. Yeah, yes, exactly. And just, um, uh, and I know it kind of mirrors stuff that's happened in your life, but that's not the reason that I <laughs> <laughs> pick that. It's just kind of fun to see that whole dynamic of, you know, slowly getting to know each other before you actually meet them. Okay. Hey. I don't laugh at me. I'm not. That's laughing not at why you. I picked
0: it. Uh huh. Um, I think I just automatically went to this one because I love the movie so very much. But I thought of um "What's Up, Doc," where they meet in the gift shop at this hotel, and <laughs> she kind of like peeks at him from a rock, and she's like, you know what are you doing? He's like, I'm looking for aspirin. She's like, you're gonna need an awfully big glass of water to swallow that. Because <laughs> he's looking at the rock because he was a musician with rocks. Yeah. And she goes and, you know, puts all this stuff down on the counter and she says, my husband will pay for it. And then he comes with his little bottle of aspirin. And he's like, is this the one with Bufferin? And he's like, yeah. And, and then he's like, okay, hey, the total is $68. He's like, how much is it without the Bufferin? <laughs> <laughs> but it's because she, like, put all this stuff down on the counter. <laughs> well, does she, doesn't she keep calling him Steve, too? Yeah, it's true. Which is and your dog's, dog's name. name. <laughs> um, I just love that movie. I think I've talked about it in the past. But if you have not seen that, I mean, I would say that that movie is more calm than Rom. But there's still a lot of, like, there's romantic. Rom in
1: there. Yeah, there's I do. Rom. I thought you were going to say, because I do love this one, too. The, um, the uh, while you were sleeping the whole idea of getting to know him over like this guy that she's pretending to be dating
0: yeah yeah that's a good one too and they kind of like crash into each other when they first meet which is very rom-com trope. very rom-commy um okay so let's hear what some other people had to say uh diana said my big fat greek wedding it's my favorite rom-com rom-com when ian sees tula through the window where she's working and he starts making this kind of silly dance until he goes inside and talks to her he's very sweet that is That's a good very one. cute that yeah. is very cute one and she's like <laughs> yeah and she's, what is she's he just doing? Like, he's watching are... him go by <laughs> yeah. um and then she also said 51st states has another meet cute i love and the thing with that one is that they they do it over and over and over again. <laughs> um Elizabeth said, I love in The Goodbye Girl with when Richard Dreyfuss shows up soaking wet to what he thinks is his new apartment, only to discover a pissed off Marsha Mason already living in it. Angry banter ensues. I've never seen that one.
1: That's a it's a good movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I do remember really liking it. Um, yeah, I I can picture parts of it, but I can't. Put the whole story together in my head. I know.
0: Here's yeah. where we get into some trouble because a lot of people left gifts of just like the movie or the meat cute, and I had to be like, "How did that meat cute go?" And I had How to kind that- of try <laughs> to remember what which ones people were talking about. Amy left us a gift of gift of serendipity with the glove scene, which I do remember that one because I do remember that one too. Um, yeah, and then Jesse left a gift of the Harry and Sally's road trip from Chicago to New York at the beginning of when harry met sally um and that's a very good one which is pretty much how my husband and i not met but got together was on it's a true. road trip so. yeah there you go there you go um jessica i know you'll like this one mom left a gif of french kiss saying it is her favorite rom-com <laughs> and i believe that their meet cute is on the plane when she's kind of like she's stressing afraid to out fly. yeah. of flying and um, but when
1: we were in Europe. When we were in Spain, we'd walk down these little alleys and of these little cute little places, houses, and I'd always go,
0: "Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful, it's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful." That is a good one. Um, I think like Kevin Klein didn't get utilized enough as a romantic lead when he was in his heyday. Well, my favorite
1: romantic lead with Kevin Klein is Fish Called Wanda, because he's <laughs> is, that ro- in that. <laughs> is that a
0: is that a rom call or we- sure.
1: <laughs> no it's just a comedy but, yeah. <laughs> but he's pretty funny in it, it is. but he's, <laughs> he's really he's awful like a but... handsome
0: guy and he's really he's always really funny and charming in those types of movies um but yeah they were there was a little discussion that got going about french kiss and i was like i should rewatch that one i have a, i like that one a lot and it's been a long oh, time since i've seen you know it. what speaking of kevin klein and this is
1: quite the me cute is in the movie dave when he is oh, pretending to be the president. I love that meets, movie. I love that movie, too. But Sigourney Weaver, like, he's checking out her legs and stuff, and she's like, I, I knew you weren't my husband. <laughs> <You Yes. know? laughs> he hasn't looked in a long time.
0: <laughs> well, and she sees him in the shower and is like, yeah. oh. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, trying not to cover up or
1: anything. <laughs> but theoretically, it's not a problem. But.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good one. Uh, I like that one a lot um alexandra said has anyone seen danny jack chair uh it's a semi-wacky australian rom-com and a guy escapes his life in sydney by attaching helium balloons to a lawn chair and lands in a woman's tree it's adorable and that's quite the meet cute i have seen that i we like rented. i have but it's a long time ago yeah we rented it when like it first came out on vhs if it's that... the guy
1: It's the guy that plays Luna Lovegood's dad, right? Yeah.
0: Reese Fonz okay. or whatever his yeah, name I'm is. Yeah, not,
1: I'm not going to remember his name. But, he was um, like the
0: guy who was um, like his crazy roommate in Notting Hill as in well. In Notting Hill. Um,
1: yeah, I do remember seeing that, but it's been a long time. Yeah. But um, I do remember enjoying it.
0: Yeah, and she continued. She said, also, can we take a sec to talk about the holiday? When Arthur explains oh. meet cutes to Iris, I die. So adorable, and I love everything about that movie. And I can I just say, uh, my husband
1: likes to watch old westerns all the time. Like, when I say all the time, all I mean all the time, time. And every now and then, I can't even think. Eli Wallach, is that his name? Who played the old man in the holiday? Uh, holiday. He pops up in these movies, and I was like, ah, I'm like, oh, I love him. <laughs> I was like what? Because
0: he always plays a bad guy in these movies, <laughs> and I was like, ah, but he was a cute guy, the cute little old man in in holiday. <laughs> That's another one that I should probably... I haven't seen it in a really long time, so I should probably give that one I love another it. watch. Um, Jude Law
1: playing Mr. Napkinhead and the little girls in their little tent with her.
0: It's just adorable. Yeah. Um, Sarah came back and she said... Uh, oh, no. This is her first comment. She said, The matchmaker, when Marcy gets to her room at the inn and she walks in on Sean in the, T- the tub, banter from then on, I don't know that i know of a matchmaker i don't know that movie sarah you'll have to give us some more dates and then she also said amelie when amelie meets nino at the photo booth have you seen amelie i have not and you've been telling me to watch I it know. for years you would really like it mom because it's really weird and quirky and it is su- like their it's their whole little romance is really cute and charming and i feel like you would like it is and it, I feel like dad would like it because I think he would think she's adorable because well, she is adorable. adorable. Um, is it in English or is it subtitled? It's subtitled.
1: Okay. Well, I'm used to doing, to doing that now. That's I'm true. good at subtitles
0: these days. <laughs> you practiced with, and these are like actual subtitles, not weird, <laughs> not janky subtitles. Yeah. Um, Megan left a gif of It Happened One Night and said, Most of our favorite tropes come from this movie um and she's right i mean that's kind of like the gold standard of rom-coms well it's Um, like the beginning of i mean it's like the father of rom-coms yeah uh theirs is on a bus or a train i believe it's been a long time since i've seen that one it is really good and i think most rom-com fans should see it happened one night just because it is it set the precedent for right for what we see today. Uh, Clark Gable is very handsome. Won won Academy Awards. Yes, it definitely did. Um, Claudette Colbert is really funny in it. Uh, Laura said, book meet cute. It's basically the prologue of romancing Mr. Bridgerton. She's at the park with her family and her bonnet flies and lands on Colin's face, which makes him fall from his horse. And instead of being a dick about it, he simply laughs and says, well, that wasn't well done of me. And she basically gets a crush on him right away because of that. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And especially because we know what happens afterwards, and it's just the best book ever, and I love it so much. <laughs> and now they're going to make a movie of it. Now they're going to a, make a TV show, show of it. And I'm so excited. Um, yeah, that's going to be I great. I don't always remember
1: all the meat cutes I remember one in the um, Spindle Cove series where he like knocks her down. I can't remember why, but he's laying on top of her. In the grass. I remember the. I just,
0: I can't remember. It's when the. the it's, this isn't a meat cute. Is it the one where they are like firing cannons? And yes,
1: yes. But he does like jump on top of her and knock her down. I can not remember if that's their beginning or if that's. I'm pretty sure that's how they first met. And um, she's, I remember she's the redhead, curvy figure.
0: Yeah.
1: It's one of the first Spindle Cove books, but. Yeah. I don't usually remember a lot of the meat cutes. Or yeah, hard. I remember, like, you know, there's so much the same. <laughs>
0: well, and if I had, like, sometimes if I think about the book, I'm like, okay, yeah, I think that's how they met. It's kind of the same yeah. with the- these rom-coms, though, too. Um, Sarah came back and she said, listening to another podcast this week, which, uh, I, uh, which what? I said, I'm sorry. Uh, excuse you? There are <laughs> other podcasts? <laughs> Just kidding. <Huh>? Uh, <laughs> Dickens. She said, um, I was reminded of one of my favorite book, Meet you. It's Dreaming of You, by Lisa Clapis. The hero is accosted in a dark alley and is saved by the heroine. And that is a good one. And I do like that book a lot. Um, Alexander came back and she said, Romeo and Juliet, when he sees her through the fish tank at the costume party, swoon. Young Leo forever. That's Young another Leo one. right. That, that's another one that I was... In love with, Best thinking of Alexandra and I might be around the same age. Because <laughs> I was talking to someone at work the other day about this. I'm like, if you are of a certain age, young Leo was just, was it, you know? Um, Jessica said, book Meet Cute. Can't say it's my favorite since I just started it. But Jethro coming upon Sienna in Grin and Beard It wow. while she is murdering her map is pretty adorable. <laughs> well, the, that whole thing where she keeps getting lost, and then he keeps finding her. Yeah. Um, Nara said, this. that's a difficult one. I keep thinking about this Brazilian rom-com, because Nara is Brazilian. Brazilian. Um, she's like, I keep thinking about this Brazilian rom-com I love, and I thought I'd share with you. It's about the sheriff's daughter, a movie lover who falls for a con man. Uh, the scene in which they meet is about 28 minutes. It's at the circus, and they have a lovely conversation about physics and love. And... I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this movie, Nara, but it's Elisabella o oh, Prisionero. I don't know. That's That was my best guess. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Getting a few foreign titles in here because Jessica Z left a gift from Life is Beautiful and oh. Their Meet Cute where he, Um I cried so hard in that movie. I had to keep gosh. stopping it.
1: I had to keep stopping it. <laughs> Because like, I couldn't read it. You know, it's it's yeah. one of those you have to read. And so I had to Ugh. keep stopping it so I could dry up so I could read what they were saying.
0: I was so a sad. hot mess
1: in that movie. Yeah. So
0: so good. Yeah, I was also a hot mess. Um, So that is what everybody had to say. And I loved that there was so many that are kind of a little bit more obscure and um so i thought that was a lot of fun a couple mom already gave a shout out to sleepless in seattle which i think is a great one especially because they don't actually meet until the very end which i think is kind of interesting um and i'm gonna give a shout out to another obscure one um called sliding doors which i'm sure a lot of you have seen but it's a movie that basically posits that the meet cue is inevitable (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um yeah and i really that movie gets a lot of crap i feel like and i actually like it a lot and i well, i reckon. it's we've read it like in a couple of books we've read where they
1: like say something about sliding doors yeah. so i have a fan it's probably i don't know if it's bigger in like britain than it is here
0: oh i think it probably definitely is um there's not a lot of p- people here who have seen it yeah, I think it's really good. And if you haven't seen it, I think it's worth, I think it's an interesting concept and premise for a rom-com especially. Um, so I think it's worth a watch. But um, okay, anything else to say on Meet Cutes, Mom? No. Um, that was a fun exercise, though. It was. I, I like that. So I, I want to go
1: watch that Matchmaker movie.
0: Yeah, who, there's who a lot of... That one? Actually, there's a lot on there that I was like, oh, I kind of want to watch that now. So thanks so much again for joining us. Again, if you would like to join us for A Highlander Walks Into a Bar by Laura Trenton. In one week on October 7th, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at NotYourMomsRom or, or on Facebook or Goodreads or email us at NotYourMomsRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them. Okay. It's true. It's true. We do. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. I'll see you next
1: time. Next time you will. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.